When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today I'm going to take a look at one of the chief underperformers in FPL so far this season. That is, of course, Manchester United's Bruno Fernandes. There's been plenty of interest in him so far this campaign because, of course, he started 23-24 at £8.5 million, which, of course, looked like a bargain at the time, but hasn't quite worked out that way in terms of the returns. But I did want to have a look at some of the underlying numbers behind this man because because, to be honest, I'm looking at the season ticker and thinking I might actually be signing him for game week six at a time when everybody else is thinking of selling him for game week five. And so with that in mind, I thought I'd jump into the Fantasy Football Scout members area to see what's going on, what's happening with Fernandez, and is now the right time to sell him or should we be holding him if we've got him or if we don't have him? Do we want to be making plans to sign him for our teams? And of course, uh, if you uh, want full access to the Fantasy Football Scout members area to go and check some of these numbers and tables and comparison tools for yourself, then, of course, now is a good time to sign up for that. You can still save up to 30% on those preseason prices so that you can jump into the membership area yourself. So let's have a quick look at how Fernandez is comparing points-wise with the rest of FPL midfielders so far this season. And as you can probably imagine, it doesn't make for good reading if you've owned him since the start of the campaign. 18 points so far. He's already dropped in price to 8.4. But fortunately, there is a plethora of FPL midfielders who have outscored him so far, including Rashford, Shabozlai, Diaz at Liverpool, uh, Jensen at Brentford, even Pedro Neto, the uh, villain of sorts of last year. 20 points for him so far. Foden, Ward-Prowse, Erdegaard, Salah, Matoma, Diaby, Sterling, Saka, Rodrigo, Son, Madison, March, Bowen and Bermo. All of those guys have scored more points than Fernandez since the start of the season. And a lot of them are already forcing themselves into the emerging template. Now, a lot of people have watched Man United games and are sort of wondering how on earth has Fernandez not scored as many points as he has. And it is that fact that seems to be frustrating people, you know, should have done better than he has and hasn't been able to. So we're going to have a look at perhaps maybe why that is the case. So let's jump into uh, the members area to begin with then and have a look first at Bruno Fernandez's creativity so far. Now, after the first four matches, uh, well, first of all, game weeks, I should say, 
because uh, of course Burnley and Luton uh, have only played three matches but thankfully they don't factor into some of these tables um, because they've not played that well so far in this First period of the Premier League, before the international break, Bruno Fernandes has played 14 key passes. That's level with Saka and Matoma as the joint second best in the Premier League and only Pascal Gross at Brighton has fashioned more opportunities for his colleagues than Bruno Fernandes. And the even better thing about that is it's not just the uh, quality of, it's not just the quantity of those chances, it is the quality as well. So he has created four big chances which are Obviously, key passes that lead to bigger chances, higher XG opportunities for teammates. Four in total, which is level with Neto, Salah uh, and Anana uh, at Everton, uh, which means not only is he among the most persistent creators, he's also among the most high quality creators as well. And what that means for his expected goal involvement uh, is, of course, that uh, this does include penalties, which are always going to be in the conversation. He's got an XGI of 3.95 after the first four game weeks. Only Haaland and Burmo can better Fernandez so far. Now, what you'll see from this particular table, of course, is that a lot of that expected goal involvement is coming from assist potential. It's just five shots in the box for Fernandez so far compared to the other four names in the top five for expecting goal involvement that is by far in a way the lowest but the number of big chances he's had is three which is the same number as Saka for example that's more than Madison it's a bit less than Mbermo and Haaland but that's that's fine because we largely see Mbermo and Haaland as sort of centre forwards for their teams and uh, four shots on target so and then a goal conversion rate of 7.7 so what we're seeing at the moment is that there are some good numbers here. He should be getting involved in lots more goals than he is. But probably what's happening is he's not quite so accurate with some of his shots. And the chances he's creating for his colleagues are not being stuck away with quite the same level of ruthlessness. And so that leads us to think, well, what we need to see to help him uh, actually deliver on this is firstly, he's got to get a bit more accurate. But largely, I don't think that's going to be uh, something that we, you know, an accuracy problem. I don't think is going to be around for too long because what we know about Bruno Fernandes is that he is a good goal scorer, has been for a number of years. If he's struggling to find the net right now, it's very unlikely that a player of his quality, who most people would say is world class, has somehow lost the ability to score. Even the best players go on some little runs where their goal conversion rate dips a little bit. So maybe we could see him return to the norm on that front very soon. Of course, the other advantage for Manchester United now is that Hoyland is in the team. He uh, was obviously involved in the Arsenal game. He's going to be able to play in a centre-forward role. United have not had a clinical centre-forward uh, finishing off the chances that Fernandez is offering. So you would like to think that the XGI is going to um, return to the norm in terms of that delta compared to actual returns because he should, in theory, be getting more assists. Uh, if he's going to have higher quality goal finishes up front. And of course, what that also means for Rashford is that he's going to shift to that left wing position where he is better off as well. Again, that's going to put him in a position to help help uh, help Fernandez hopefully get more goals in terms of better um, creativity from Rashford on that side, but also putting Rashford in his better position should allow Fernandez's chances to him to be put away better as well, because Rashford is usually a lot better at cutting in from the left onto his right foot, as we saw against Arsenal, uh, coincidentally. So the stats so far show promise. There's just a few things that need to improve, and it's a case of whether or not we feel they'll improve by game week five or game week six in terms of that investment. Now, the best way to work that out is whether or not Fernandez has got good fixtures and whether or not he's got good matchups coming up. So the next thing that I've had a look at now is a few maps from the members area that sort of show us the geography of how Fernandez is playing right now. So what we've got on the screen at the moment is his touch map, which predictably fe uh, features quite a lot of red and orange. 
in the central area of the pitch because, you know, largely uh, he's uh, more advanced number eight, somewhere halfway between an eight and a ten. Not a nine, because obviously that would make him a centre forward, but hopefully you guys know what I mean. And, and of course, uh, he does sort of lean more towards the right at the moment when he's uh, pushing into those more advanced areas, but predominantly is a central player. Now, where he's creating chances from, despite all of that movement over to the right-hand side that we saw on the previous screen, it does uh, show here that a lot of Fernandez's creativity really is coming through central avenues. There's only two or three uh, chances, just a bit of a smattering of key passes that he's able to create from wide areas. It's really all through the middle. Not too much in the box, not as much in the box as we'd perhaps like, but we obviously know that he's very good at creating chances on the edge of the box, which is what we're seeing so far. And then in terms of his XG, again, it's all very, very central. The big green dot in the middle, of course, is a penalty. There's two big chances he missed very close to the six-yard box. Uh, but also, there's a lot of shots outside the box, which we anticipate with Fernandez. But again, all of them are coming from a central area. And people who don't know what an XG uh, shot map uh, is apologies if you know this one already but basically the bigger the circle the higher quality chance uh, as well and so he's still getting big chances in the box uh, on top of that penalty as well but as i said crucially what we're seeing on the geography here is that a lot of his threat is coming through the middle which will become important uh, in just a second when we have a look at his opponents now first things first let's just identify uh, his opponents uh, in terms of how good or bad their defenses are and then we'll come on to how susceptible they are through the middle now, if you go to the Fantasy Football Scout members area and you go to the season ticker, which is a very useful tool for working out which teams you need to be invested in in the long term between now and a certain point. Now, I've set the season ticker to be between game weeks 5 and game week 13, uh, but with a specific focus on attacking difficulty. So that's obviously going to take into account the defences of the teams on show rather than their attacks and things like that. So that's what the focus is here. And interestingly enough, Manchester United are top of the season ticker for attacking potential in terms of their fixture difficulty between now and game week 13 because they've got Brighton at home, Burnley away, Palace at home, Brentford at home, Sheffield United away. Tricky one at home to Man City, but they, they sometimes... I mean, whilst they usually concede a lot of goals to City, they do know how to score against them too. So it doesn't have to be as scary as we perhaps might think. But of course, game week 11, 12 and 13 looks really tasty. Fulham away, Luton at home, Everton away. And what I've compared the season ticker to is the worst defences in the Premier League so far. Now, because we've had Luton and Burnley play one fewer match than everybody else rather than just go for a raw xgc figure so that's expected goals conceded i've gone for minutes per expected goals conceded so that we're seeing the rate at which teams are conceding chances and the worst six teams for that particular stat uh, so far in the premier league uh, in reverse order so uh, starting off with the worst fulham luton sheffield united burnley bournemouth and interestingly enough Brighton. Uh, they are conceding chances and big ones at that at an alarming rate. Uh, one of the many reasons why the interest in Estupinan has dipped. That's the situation with Brighton. And interestingly enough, that's who United are playing next. And so even though Brighton are in good form, I wouldn't be surprised if Fernandes gets some attacking returns against them. Now we've got Burnley uh, in game week six. Of course, they're also in the bottom six here. You've got Sheffield United in game week nine, also in the bottom six. And then Fulham and Luton in game weeks 11 and 12, also in here as well. So of the six worst defences in the Premier League so far for that rate of conceding XG... United face four of those between now and game week 12. And of course, game week 13 takes them to Everton, 
who also haven't been doing particularly well defensively either. So the fixtures do look good. Now, I promised a little bit of information on the specific weaker areas in some of these teams and specifically looking at teams who are weaker through the centre. And uh, there's a few teams that stand out here. Sheffield United have the worst centre in the Premier League so far. So the game week nine trip to Bramall Lane looks particularly enticing for Bruno Fernandes. Uh, what's really interesting is that Newcastle are weakest through their centre as well, having conceded 19 chances there. And they're actually who United face in game week 14, who I've not included uh, on this particular season ticker, but that is a team they're going to face. And they're particularly poor through the middle as well. We've also got Burnley uh, and Fulham, who are both in the worst six teams for conceding chances and goals through the middle of the pitch. And so even underneath this very good fixture schedule, some of these matchups get even better, specifically for Fernandez, perhaps over some of the players who are operating in wide areas, because as we know, uh, Rashford is also in the conversation, probably for investment in the Manchester United attack. And so with all of that uh, said, it does look as if there is decent credentials for Bruno Fernandes at some point to start delivering on some of his attacking returns. He's been unfortunate so far not to get as many assists. He's been unfortunate not to get as many goals. But with the run of games coming up and the fact that we know he's a player who has delivered in the past, I wouldn't be too surprised if we start to see him reverting to the mean very soon. And as I said, he's still on my radar as a player to sign probably for game week six. And uh, the fact that people are selling him right now, the fact he's already dropped to 8.4, feels like a really nice opportunity for people who want to try something a little bit different to the crowd, especially as some of the numbers suggest there could be some success. Now, speaking of those numbers, of course, the best place to get hold of those is in the Fantasy Football Scout members area. As I said at the beginning of the video, don't forget to sort that out before the game week five deadline. It's not too late to get that 30% discount. So make sure you sort that for yourself whilst there's no Premier League football on. Well, with that, I will leave you fine, folks, to enjoy the rest of your international break, and I will see you next time.